Hey guys, it's me, Danielle, and you're listening to The Brave Collective, and we are continuing with season two, and today is episode two. We're talking about making thoughtful decisions instead of reactive responses. Okay, this is a topic that's sort of close to my heart because I have dealt with this probably the entire trajectory of my career. When it comes to conflict resolution, one of the most infuriating things I've experienced that just causes conflict and confusion is reactive type leadership. Reactive leadership is when someone chooses to react without context, usually in a frantic manner or with angry or urgent responses rather than just taking a thoughtful position that seeks to understand the matter at hand fully. Okay, so think about it this way. We do this all the time in our regular lives. In fact, sometimes my kids will tell me the wildest stories. They'll hop in the car after school and give me just like pieces of information and I'm just like, wait, hold on, what? And then they're like, no, mom, here, here's the story. And they give me more details and kind of provide the context. And I'm just like, okay, well, you could have led with that. Um, but I have an even better example of this that we can all probably relate to. And that's our good friend, the internet. Think about all the places and spaces that you show up online. Have you ever caught yourself reading someone's post and making an immediate assumption about them? or their finances, their happiness, their relationship status. We do this to people we actually know and to strangers. Maybe we give our friends a little extra slack, but if we're honest, probably not. And how many times have you caught yourself talking about what you saw uh, so-and-so doing or saying online to your spouse or friends or someone else when in reality, you have absolutely no context to the full story. Okay, to be fair, if you put something out there on the internet, you're sort of just begging for people to form an opinion. And I know this isn't a completely apples to apples comparison, but still super relatable nonetheless. Okay, so let's take this concept and put it in the context of the workplace because that's what we're here to talk about. Have you ever worked for a manager who would get looped into an email, for example, or a conversation, but not have any context, and then they just fly off the handle, making all kinds of decisions that were completely off base? Yeah, me too. In the workplace, this can be trickier, though, because not only is professionalism a standard, It also takes time to learn the various nuances and communication styles of our colleagues and leaders. And when you add the complexity of various lines of communication and touch points, confusion and miscommunication are bound to happen. Quick side note, last episode, I talked all about the importance of getting to know your people so you can learn how to communicate in a way that's relatable to them. This is super helpful to learn And you can leverage it um, to really learn the art of communication better. Um, So make sure to check that episode out if you haven't already. Okay, so back to reactive leaders. It still amazes me how many high-level leaders operate with knee-jerk responses and reactive decisions 
that just end up leaving their teams with a mess to untangle. When you operate with a reactive nature versus a thoughtful one, you cause confusion among teams, you disrupt plans and timelines that are already underway, and typically just bring more chaos to a situation that was completely unnecessary. The unwillingness leaders have to take the time to understand what's at the core of the issue and instead try and come up with a band-aid solution without having all the right pieces in play, well, it's like adding gasoline to a fire. Not to mention, it can cause distrust within teams, and this is the source of major breakdown. Okay, well, instead of spending all this time pointing out all the ways leaders fall short in this area, I'd actually like to focus on how you can implement certain communication strategies and helpful responses to help set your leadership apart and build trust with your team, tackle problems effectively without causing unnecessary chaos that we all hate. So here are a few steps to help you move from reactive responses to more thoughtful decisions. Okay, first, establish your boundaries by communicating your preferences up front. It's on you as a leader to set clear boundaries to your team and then communicate those well. Think about it. Everyone you work with comes from a different background and has their own set of preferences. If you lead people and have specific things you need to know or a rhythm and process into how you like those things communicated, be clear and upfront about what that looks like to you. One of the best bosses I ever had told me something simple and straightforward in our very first meeting together. He just said, I don't like surprises. He went on to explain how he was pretty hands-off and trusted his team to do their jobs without needing to be in every little detail. He wasn't a micromanager by any means, but he didn't like to be taken off guard or blindsided and just wanted to know in advance if there was something worth knowing, which meant it would be my job to loop him in early on. In fact, as I thought on this and began working with him more and more and learning more about his communication style, I decided early on to loop him into things even if I wasn't certain it would become an issue later on. I knew he didn't like surprises and he wasn't going to get any from me. So what about you? What do you need from your team to feel equipped and empowered to lead well? Is there a prime account or important client that you'd like a weekly touch point on? Are there key pieces of information you want to be looped into all the time? What questions do you find yourself asking of your team on a regular basis? Consider making those a standard for them so you don't have to keep asking. Consider establishing a regular meeting cadence that allows you to check in with key people on your team and get up to speed with what you need or want to know. It's also important to ask yourself this. Do I struggle trusting my team to do their job? If so, why? Is this a personnel issue or are you just having a hard time letting go of control? By the way, if it's the latter, it's likely you'll need to learn how to let go of certain functions and entrust your team so you can start operating from a higher level of thinking. Without doing so, you'll just continue to foster an environment that isn't empowered to lead themselves and is too heavily reliant on you to make decisions, or worse, they're fearful of making mistakes. If this level of leadership is new for you, I highly encourage you to find a mentor. Being open with someone just a little further ahead of you 
who's also going to keep you accountable is the best way to set yourself up for success and expand as a leader. Okay, the second thing you can do to move from reactive responses to thoughtful decisions is seek to understand. Think about an instance where you may be faced with a conflict directly and you don't have all the information at hand. First off, it's important to stay composed and consider your options. Then, seek to understand what's at the core of the problem by doing a little detective work. So consider things like who's involved and who are the key players that have first-hand knowledge into the issue. Then ask yourself, is this a today problem or can it be addressed tomorrow? Uh, By the way, processing time can allow for a great deal of discernment and clarity when tackling difficult issues. So if this is deemed a tomorrow problem, consider giving yourself that space to really process before making any um, assumptions or knee-jerk reactions. Lastly, consider um, when you're addressing the conflict, using different types of language with your team. Things like, can you help me understand? Is there more insight you can provide? What details am I missing? Can you get me up to speed on this? How can I help? What are you working on to address the issue? What can we do better next time? These types of questions and phrases, they establish a level of trust and it puts the ownership back on them in a way that doesn't necessarily point fingers and blame. When you use these types of phrases, you're communicating to your team that you trust that they've already worked on the situation that you realize they have more visibility than you do and that they've already probably thought through a solution. And if they haven't, you're essentially inviting them to do so, which really encourages problem solving rather than relying on you to fix it every single time. Okay, lastly, to help you and your team work more cohesively together and avoid these common communication issues, you need to be willing to mentor and train when needed. It may be that your team isn't at the level yet where you can entrust this type of responsibility, and that's okay. But don't do yourself or your team the disservice of accepting the status quo and not being willing to equip them with the tools they need to grow and succeed. As a leader, it's your job to empower your team. Start by identifying the unique strengths each person holds on your team. Even if it's not part of their job function, identifying natural giftings and strengths gives you more insight into your people and can help you right-size the inner inner workings of your team dynamics by pointing out what people are really good at and thinking creatively about how you can leverage those skills to help them thrive in their work. This helps people feel seen and it builds more autonomy and trust and is a solid way to mentor others. People just sadly aren't used to being seen for their gifts in their work. They expect to be called out for where they fall short. Come on, leaders, let's do better. Okay, so after you've identified strengths, consider where you have gaps. Don't just go with what you see either. Ask others to contribute to this discussion because there's a good chance there's something broken under the hood that you just don't have visibility into. Ask open questions like, what could be better? How can I help you as a leader access the information you need to do your job effectively? What's missing? Do we need more help in certain areas? Leaders, we can do a better job of seeking to understand 
and allowing your team to make better, more educated decisions. This takes patience, a lot of time and understanding, and when you have a high-capacity leader or you're working in a fast-paced environment, often leaders and managers, they, they feel pressure to perform at all costs, and they don't believe they have the luxury of time. The problem, though, is that when you operate with a reactive approach, the repercussions often cost you more time in the long run. But if leaders can rethink how they tackle problems and work towards clear communication and conflict resolution, they'll actually be moving toward more efficient work, not to mention healthier teams. Well, that's all we have for this episode. If nothing else, I want you to walk away from this conversation feeling empowered to lead well, no matter what position you're in. Because if we can change the career landscape one leader at a time, then we can rid toxicity from the future of work. And that's a mission I want to be a part of. I hope you'll join me. Until next time, lead well, my friends.